Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is going on everybody? My name is Conor Otto. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hair podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about all things to do with film. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Did I go too Dracula there? It might have been a bit Dracula told. I'm good. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Number two! <laughs> um, Good to be in the same room again. Yeah, we were finally back in the same rooms. See, I go off on my travels. That's true. It totally ruins the schedule and the system. You're it's, something of an adventurer. I would say something of a dickhead. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. oh, Jesus. Okay, fair enough. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> something <laughs> of an adventure. Some, <laughs> <Something> bracket dickhead. <laughs> um, so, this is Movie Monday, Sean, and there's a lot of movie news to get through this week. Good. Um, We've had we've had reveals of certain cars. We've Ooh, had the Artemis Fowl car. The, yes, the, the, we've had reveals of certain trailers. Artemis Fowl <laughs> trailer. The Artemis Fowl car. <laughs> Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Fowl. Colin Carroll. <laughs> I think that's a different man. Oh, right. He's an insurance broker <laughs> or something. There's definitely a guy in Ireland called that. Colin Carroll, yeah. Colin yeah. Carroll. Definitely. Um, so, where to start this week? I thought we wouldn't start anywhere near Artemis Fowl. Okay. Which we will get to. Let's start on a positive note. Um, oh, wow. That's so <laughs> revealing. Revealing what no, his thoughts no, no, are. No, we'll get into it. Um, we're starting off this week's Movie Monday shot with something, as I haven't seen you in a week. Yeah. A little bit over a week. I thought I'd get you riled up early. Oh, fuck's sake. Just get you riled up. Right. What do you think? I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of being riled Normally up. Normally friends, after a while, they'd meet back together, talk about nice things. Yeah, just catch up. Yeah. Have a coffee. Yeah. Couple of cakes, maybe. <laughs> cakes? Like a cake? whole cake? No, like a little patisserie. Oh, right. <laughs> not like... <laughs> Have some pulled pork. A red velvet gato. <laughs> Jeez, that'd be a nice cake, all right. But like a whole one. Well, you'd have a slice each, you know. Same bring a fucking cake, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. 
you put the idea out there now. now I want cake Sean <laughs> um, Star Wars oh your favourite franchise oh do we need to do spoilers for this um, spoiler warning how long was no I know okay fair enough about December well we'll be talking about I know what this news is yeah I'm still a bit pissed off yeah about it. that's why I brought it up first yeah Star Wars. This is spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker. Grand. A movie that came out in December 19th. I'm just saying some people... Uh, look. It's March. <laughs> Your March. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Star Wars. J.J. Abrams says that Palpatine will be a clone... Is a clone. <laughs> will be a clone. Sorry, is a clone. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is... I mean, look. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... It happened in the expanded universe. By yes. all accounts, it happened in a better way. <laughs> but also, it was revealed that Ray's father was a failed Palpatine clone. Yes, but that just means she's Palpatine's daughter, <laughs> not ha- granddaughter. She's half clone, half. Can clones reproduce? <laughs> This opens a whole... What well, the, the, the problem with this announcement is just the can of worms that it opens. Not only that, but they also revealed uh, that the Kylo Ren Ray kiss wasn't romantic, right? What was it then? Now, I've never actually unromantically shifted... <laughs> you know what I mean? I get you, yeah. <laughs> you never been like, let's unromantically swap tongues. <laughs> yeah, let's just see how this goes. <laughs> Mother! Mother! <laughs> <laughs> if you'd allow me <laughs> well you can't even there's a virus going there around is, you, don't you can't be, stay doing you that nonsense you don't going in close to people but like what benefit is there to, I, I guess it explains how he survived falling down a pit and electrocuting himself and exploding that would hinder most <laughs> men because what the, what the story here is that after the events of Return of the Jedi <laughs> Palpatine transferred his spirit into a clone body, mm-hmm. which then degraded because it wasn't able to handle his dark side energy. Mm-hmm. That's what's been put out there. Now, I can give it to you in the actual qu- statement. If you could, That please. they gave. So, I mean, I just quoted it uh, verbatim. Absolutely, but the visual effects supervisor, Roger Goyet, he says, Ian was such a major part of the original films. JJ wanted to bring him back to reveal that Palpatine wasn't completely destroyed in episode 6. He created a clone of himself and with the help of Sith loyalists, rebuilt himself to a fragmented and unstable state. When Kylo meets him, Palpatine is not fully formed and he relies on tubes and mechanics, moving around this Sith laboratory on a mechanism that Kevin Jenkins designed. He was the spirit Sorry, of... Sorry, Kevin Jenkins... In the Star Wars universe? I don't know. Kevin Jenkins is the man. He's he's friends with Palpatine. He's just on this planet, just hammering away and getting this fucking lever done. Um, He has the spirit of the Sith, but he's trapped inside a body that's incomplete. Oh no, aren't we all? Aren't we all, Sean? Is, Is the best idea for a movie? is to reveal it to lukewarm response and then retroactively try to rewrite the movie and continuously make it worse with every rewrite. I think so. Like, this is... I think this is an attempt to sell a comic book about Palpatine in the in-between years. Right. But also, uh, it was... There was a thing about the... It was in the novelization of... Yes, that's where they got this, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Kylo Ren is like... When when he meets him on Exegol, he's Mm. like... Oh, he recognised the cloning technology from his time studying the Clone Wars. 
And it's just like, just say it's a clone. Yeah. Don't try and connect it to everything. He actually says that. Kylo Ren's apparent rumoured is that uh, when Palpatine starts talking to him, he goes, you're a clone. <laughs> like, real out in the open. Just, clone boy. <laughs> Everybody look, it's clone. <laughs> I just, the logistics of it don't make any sense. Mm. And it, I don't think this explanation was needed. No. Because he was fucked up enough. I, like, I would have believed if it was his original body. I like how bad Star Wars has become. It's quite funny. <laughs> like we did a review on it. We were fairly like we we wanted to like it nearly. But I did but not it, like it. Looking back on it, it's just like what the fuck? Yeah, like <laughs> I it, suppose I paid money for a ticket, so I wanted to feel like I enjoyed it. Yeah. It but <laughs> I saw that film on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Retroactively going back to rewrite movies after they've already come out is not something you often see with good movies. No. Name one example where it's ever been good. Yeah. I can't. I know. Has there ever been a movie that's brought out that's been received very well and they went, fuck, we may start retroactively rewriting shit. Yeah. We, and it's not even... It, it, it would have been so easy to put it into the movie. Yeah. The movie's already like two and a fucking half hours long. Yeah, just throw in one line of just like, oh, he used technology from the Clone Wars to create a new body. I mean, Palpatine being there is ridiculous as it is. Really it is. It's really dumb. And it's a real, oh, we killed our big villain. Just really quickly shot, how did he die the last time? Sorry, not how did he die, but when was the last time we seen him? Uh, Return to Jedi. Yeah. He uh, fell down. He was thrown down. Thrown down a force. A reactor shaft. Yes. Which then emitted... A load of blue light. Yeah. And then the shaft... Exploded. W- the shaft was inside of the Death Star. Yeah. Which then exploded. Yeah, the, the, the whole Death Star. The whole thing. So it wasn't even that he could go to a different room. No, <laughs> and it's not like he fell out of the Death Star. No. That's not how that works. And even if he did, he'd just be in space and he would still die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Luke fell down a shaft at one point. Yeah. He grabbed onto a fucking aerial... And if no one came along, he was just going to die. But even if Palpatine, his little Palpatine hanging there, hanging onto that area, yeah. it still blows up. Still blows <laughs> it's up. Still gone. Still ridiculous. <laughs> I, and his son being a clone of himself. It's yeah, failed clone. Failed clone. So Ray is also a clone. How, Not really. How many fucking successful clones did we have? Hmm. Billions. Mm, yes, that's true. They had a whole war with them. But this is 70 years later and they haven't perfected it. Haven't perfected the technology. <laughs> Even if Kylo Ren says he's using the Clone Wars technology, it's the same fucking technology that made Boba Fett. Yeah. And he lasted for ages and before falling am- into a pit. He was amazing. He was the best <laughs> character. I, oh, you've right, you have got me a bit riled up. Yeah, I and know. And I like, always say, oh, I'm not that into Star Wars. Yeah. I'm quite into Star but Wars. It's just... It's because, like... I don't know. It's just lazy. It's just dumb to do this afterwards. Yeah, and it's... And I, every single thing they do makes it worse. Yes, and I, just let the let it be. Is let it, it be there and focus on good shit like the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know? Make those stories good instead of trying to fix what's already broken. They have served you a big shit cake. Yeah. And then they just keep adding like candles to it. Candles icing. Yeah. It's just like what about this? It, yeah, <laughs> it might look, it might be fuller now, <laughs> but it's still shit on the inside. Yeah. Like, like, your original idea was not the best. And I think you just have to admit that, right, we fecked up. Yeah. Let's just go and get, we'll make the Mandalorian the best thing ever. Yeah, do more stuff in the Star Wars universe and just forget about the rest of it. And even there's some people out there who like The Rise of Skywalker. And that's fine. It's fine if you like it. 
But I think as a storytelling device, bringing Palpatine back was not the strongest way they could have done that. I think it undercuts the a lot tension. of stakes. Uh, yeah, the stakes, and it undercuts the seriousness of what's happened before. And they had to they had to work very hard to write around him being back. Yes, he's a clone. Raise a clone. The, granddaughter, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, like. Someone tweeted this, and it was, uh, if you're ever a writer and you're struggling, just remember that there was a multi-billion dollar movie made where the entire plot was somehow Palpatine survived. <laughs> and it's never addressed. Never, never explained. <laughs> Until now. I don't, no matter how loyal those loyalists are, they can't save him from that explosion. They weren't at the bottom of the shaft, is all I'm saying. <laughs> and I... Oh, fuck it I don't, I don't oh, care man. you do though I do and it annoys me that I do I, I hope they keep doing this for the next like, they just keep rewriting just it. keep rewriting the movie as it goes on and then George Lucas but if they do enough rewrites mm. George Lucas in three years will release a DVD just and they'll redo all the oh, writing man. in extra scenes deleted scenes he'll do DVD special and he'll it's, change a few shots yeah It'll be amazing. It would be. Like, why not? Just let them have at it. (laughs) Fuck it. I don't, like... Redo the whole movie. But let George Lucas do it. Or let George Lucas go off JJ's movie. Mm. And you just say, right, here's two and a half hours, George. You free reign. Add or delete anything you want. Yeah. and But also, I want him to have a half hour animated film. Where he can just explain whatever he wants in the in-between his way. Because <laughs> it'll be batshit insane. That's not how it happened. It'll somehow work, though. Purple change of life. If he said it, I'd believe him. <laughs> no, still it's bad. <laughs> yeah, like, you could, yeah, I don't know. How much more coarse can sand get? We don't know. Just, sand can get very coarse. Can it get very coarse? Well, at, at a certain point, it stops being sand and turns into rock. Fucking hell. Jesus, Anakin was onto something. Yeah, no. It's Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Okay. We're going to move on to something that won't get you riled up. Excellent. Artemis Fowl. I said it was bad, but who knows? Let's talk about it. The Artemis Fowl trailer dropped, and we got a lovely message. Uh, DM on Twitter yeah Liz yes, she said, and she was like she'd like to hear our thoughts and we were going to do it anyway but it's just nice to give you a shout out if you were kind enough to be like I'd like to hear your thoughts yeah because our thoughts are normally incoherent absolutely <laughs> but and roughly strung together by each other <laughs> so like we both to, to clear things up we both grew up reading Artemis Fowl I think Artemis Fowl was one of the first book series like I got into yeah massively it was, it was like that and Harry Potter uh, and so, Alex Ryder Alex Ryder yeah. yes and what a, I was a big nerd yeah, we yeah. Were, I think we were both the exact same nerd I read The Famous Five and The Secret Seven yes so yeah man I. I was big into that for a little bit okay cool yeah, we're on the same yeah, page yeah we're so both I know <laughs> <laughs> I think but it made me have the ability to read I always said the show I can't read and now I've just said I read all You've those books you've yourself as a oh, reader fuck <laughs> 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 um, so the Artemis Fowl is Artemis Fowl not the Artemis Fowl uh, is finally getting a trailer Old Call for got this sent to movies yeah. if for years it was rumoured they were doing a movie oh like since I was like 13 yeah. I've been here like, oh Artemis Fowl movie yeah and Alex Ryder got a movie yeah. that did not go well not at all no but now Artemis Fowl he's getting the chance to do it um, the movie is coming out um, this May mm-hmm. it's a fantasy epic Fantasy right? epic. A fantasy epic, they're calling it. So, and also, let's call this as it is hmm. Disney's Artemis Fowl. Disney's Artemis Fowl, because they own it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they do. He's putting that out there. Um, 
But Artemis Fowl, if I would know, he's a 12-year-old genius, genius and is a descendant of a long line of criminal masterminds. Yeah, and he's um, a little shit. He's a little shit. So what I wanted to start with is... Everything I remember about Arvis Fowl is that he's a dickhead. He's a prick to everyone. He doesn't come across as much of a dickhead in this. Trailer. No, he comes across like a like a kid yeah. who's going on an adventure. No, f- uh, also I just want to say as well, nothing against any of the actors in this trailer. No. They're doing what they were told to do. Yes. Just putting that out there. Right. Because are you going to say something vicious now? No, no, no. Okay. I just, I just want a blanket statement. I think any actor is doing their best. Yeah, and definitely better than us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we can only watch this as two men who have read Artemis Fowl. Yeah, that's what I wanted to start with, is that I don't feel this trailer or this movie is made for us. No, absolutely not. It's I Disney's think, Artemis Fowl. Yeah, I think it's made for us when we were 10 reading this. Yeah. You know, because I think when I was 10, this would have blown my goddamn mind. Yes. I don't... I went to see Starbreaker. I know. <laughs> I, I think I rented it twice Unreal. on DVD. Unreal. Um, but I think that, first of all, this doesn't look to follow the books exactly. It seems like a mix between the first and the second book. I was about to say that. Yeah. Because the first book is the elves attacking him. Yes, because he kidnaps a fairy. Yes, uh, oh, also, Arvis Fowl's whole thing is that there's elves and fairies underneath, living underneath the world. And it's all very Irish. Yeah, and they're all living under Ireland. Yeah. Like, Ireland is the hub of all the fairy and elf uh, Magic world. and power. Yeah. yeah. And so he discovers this. He's 12, and he discovers this. And so he's trying to prove it to people, because he's a genius. And yeah. he's like, I'm fucking right. Everyone's like, you're 12. What the fuck do you know? Well, the, the, the Fowl family has lost their fortune. Yes. So he kidnaps a fairy and is like, I know you guys have a shit ton of gold. Yeah. And he holds her to ransom. And then the elves, it's literally like, um, it's a hostage situation. It's like Home Alone. They all like try to attack his house and he's got like millions of traps laid out. He's like, you're not getting through. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a fucking good story and it's very Irish. Yes. So that's why it was, it wasn't forced upon us, but it was really like, (laughs) we're all really excited about it. I got beaten around with the book. (laughs) And the second one is where you encounter, like, his father and the, his father's kidnapped by goblins. Yes. So that whole side of it seems to be in this movie. Because at the end of the first one, dude, the elves don't like him, but there's, like, a bit of respect. Like, yeah. he knows about us, but he could be useful. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he's t- treated as a suspect mm. when the goblins are uprising and everything. You get Opal Cowboy is involved. Oh, I remember him well. <laughs> Jesus, lads. Uh, but I don't... I don't know. This film doesn't have the same, I suppose, energy as the books. Mm, it's it, hard to replicate that, though. It is, but it's too bright. You think? It's too bright. Like, the entirety of the first Artemis Fowl nearly takes place at night. In the house. In the house. In a fucking cell. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, colourful and zay- it's kind of the Stormbreaker effect. Yes. You know? Or, um, did you see that Kim Possible reboot? Yeah. Like, it's just add as much colour into it as possible. Yeah, where it should, it, it just, it's a bit more... But once again, this is not for us. It's and not for us. Pe- and people who are 10 like colour. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, you want this to be, you want it to feel like a real world, but there's fairies and everything in it. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. But maybe yeah. it's the... It has to be more fantasy than that. I think they were afraid to do the first book because that makes him look like a bad guy. Uh, yeah. And I think they're trying to set up a franchise with this. Yes. And so... But they got a whole franchise of him being a dick. 
at the start. Yeah, and he slowly learns to not be a dick. Yeah, there's, a, you, there's a whole there's a whole like point in one of the books that he calls his mother mum. Yeah, <laughs> and she like breaks down crying so happy because <laughs> she never calls her mum. Never calls her mum because <laughs> he like Aaron's foul in the books is the biggest dick. He's a twelve year old, but he's a genius. Yeah, and he's just like he's just so mean to everybody. He's the rich boy. Yeah. And so you're also, you're up for the elves. When they're attacking him, you're kind of up for the elves. But then you're also, you're with his, from his point of view. Yeah, you see everything. No, actually, it pops around from, between from characters. From Holly, Sh- Holly Short Holly well. Short. Holly yeah. Short is in this trailer. I, I kind of, I got a bit excited when I see Holly. I was like, that's my gal. Yeah, we all love Holly. <laughs> but she's the same height as him, which is weird. Yeah. Because in the book, I, I always got the impression she was like one foot tall. Yeah, like she was all she was an elf, like, yes. and she lives underground and everything like that. Uh, speaking of height differences, Josh Gad as Mulch Diggums. Yes, he's a tall dude. Like they, they they explained it by saying he's a tall dwarf. He's a tall dwarf. Yeah, but no, I like Josh Gad as Mulch Diggums. I think he, it's good. I think the look of that character is quite good. Mulch Diggums is a dwarf who uh, can chew through anything. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he has a little flap on his pants. <laughs> And he just eats and shits, and that's how he moves through the ground. It's, it's good. It's ridiculous. We're more excited about this Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you be? Look. But this whole trailer feels quite like, I don't know, bad boys for life, but for 10-year-olds. <laughs> okay, what do you mean? Just that it's, a, there's weird, like, I'm such a badass lines. Yes. Like, what was it, Save My Father, Save the World. Yeah, there's just lines done for the trailer. The music is so weird. Yeah. It's like Sonic level of like, why'd you pick that song? <laughs> it's like, like real strong, like rapping, just like, this is, he's just a kid. He's just a kid. <laughs> We're going to be the greatest. <laughs> but like, the, and the whole thing about Artemis Fowl is that he's really, 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 really smart. He's a dickhead. He's not very good practically. No. Like, he, he'll, he'll kill himself trying to climb up a ladder. Yes, but he's smart enough to, over to, uh, to think his way through situations. But that's why him and the elves work well together. Cause, yeah. Because Holly Short is really good at yeah. all that stuff. Exactly. Like, uh, in in the second book, uh, spoilers, I guess, but he like he's just behind the scenes orchestrating the rescue of his father. He's not actually there doing it. Mm. He shoots his father at one point. Yeah. Because it would make sense. It's so good. But in this, he's like, he's holding swords and cocking guns and everything like that. He just, he feels more like a child action star than yeah. a weird prick. It's, I think it's, they have to do that though to sell this movie. Weirdly. Even though the book is very popular, I don't think the book is, is in movie form, I don't think the book works. If you have a star, if your lead star is a dickhead. He's 12 years old. Mm. He's a genius. He's a dickhead. He's not very likeable. And he doesn't actually do anything other than just outthink everybody constantly. He's then a CSI Miami villain. I get you, <laughs> Technically. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of a scenario where that could work. But everything I can... Like, the, clo- the, the only one I'm thinking of that's coming to mind is Doctor Strange. Where he's a dickhead. Yeah. But even he does him. things, though. Yeah, he's, like, he's active. Yeah. In a, He's not. He's not proactive. He's proactive in a different way than normal. You would see as a character who's leading a movie. Yeah, and 
I don't know. I don't know where this movie's going to go. I I think this is going to be a one and done. I was about to say this is a one and done. There's no way they're getting fewer of this. No, and I'd like to see it do well just because it's... Irish and it's a big and story. Clearly, we know a lot about it. Like, yeah, like we, I, I read all the books, man. Like, I, yeah, I have. This is one of the few things that I have nostalgia for and appreciation for. Doesn't he go mental by like the sixth one? Yeah, he becomes schizophrenic. He gets what's it called, Atlantis syndrome or something like How that. How do you remember this? I don't know. But he ends up, he, he, he has to get like fully treated. He travels through time at one point. Yeah, look. It there's, a, there's a lost demon colony. <laughs> I respect the fact that they tried to do this movie form. The amount of elves and trolls and yeah, dwarves. I just, I also think a one-to-one a- adaptation would work just as well as the version they're doing. Now, Owen Colford, a writer, has signed off on this movie being like, no, I approve these changes that they're making. But they just drove a truckload of money to his house. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I just... I don't know. I want to see it do well. Um, Colin Farrell looks good, isn't it? Colin Farrell, we haven't mentioned who's in it. Yeah. Colin Farrell looks pretty good. Yeah. But Colin Farrell's all, always good. Yeah. Uh, Butler looks good. Butler does look good. It looks intimidating. Yeah. Uh, kid playing Artemis Fowl actually looks the part. Yeah. Um, I think it's Ferdia Shaw. Yeah. Is and he's playing Adam's Fowl. Colin Farrell is playing uh, the father. Uh, Judy Dench is playing Commander Root. Great call. Yes, <laughs> he's the the leader of the fairy police force. Excellent. <laughs> yes, and Josh Gad plays Mulch Diggums. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a good cast. It's coming out May twenty ninth, two days before my birthday. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, do you want to go see him for my birthday? Yes, we might as well. Sure, we might as well. <laughs> we'll dress up in costume. We'll bring the books with us. <laughs> Just us two yeah. in the cinema, yeah. In an empty cinema. Gosh, what can you do? That's the dream. That's the dream. Um, yeah. So there's the Arabs foul trailer. I would guarantee at least seventy percent of our audience do not give a shit about what we just talked about. But for like what 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, but sure. Look, nah, look it's, it it's happens, a book we once read. It's a, they're good books. Yeah, they're very good books. And in terms of the trailer, I think it's aimed at a demographic. Yes, and that's not us. No, which. I think a lot of people are annoyed by that because they were the fans when it came out. Yeah, but, but they they want to make more money. Off. Absolutely, yeah. And this like if a kid sees this, they might read the book after it. Yeah. Um, okay, we're moving on to less good news. Oh. Um, I would even say bad news. Oh, God. Steven Spielberg oh. says that he won't direct Indiana Jones 5. Now, Sean. Right. Let's all take a moment. Pour one out. Oh, man. Is this the end of Indy? <laughs> I don't... I Like, I don't care if it is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hope it is. Kind of hope it is. Like, wh- does he say why he's stepping back? Or does he... He's just not um, interested. I actually... It, he'll remain as a hands-on producer. But... Um, it was actually left entirely to him on his choice. And he had a desire to pass along... Indy's whip to a new generation, he said. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So, a younger director. James Mangold is oh, into direct. Now, now he's interesting. Hit him with the bad news. Hit him with the good. Jesus. Indiana Jones' biggest movie of 20, 2020. Oh, Jesus, it just about could be. <laughs> I mean, Ford vs. Ferrari made a lot of money. I'm just saying. He, James Mangold, very mm. talented director. Yes. He did Logan. Yes. Which is a story of an old, broken down hero former hero former hero past his prime past his prime tried to reclaim that fame or her glory days oh my god 
Indiana Jones 5. Yeah. Harrison Ford is 107 years old. <laughs> he's past his prime. He's really, really yeah, old. His prime was 10 years ago. He's broken his leg on several Star Wars sets. The man can barely walk. Yeah. He's grumpy. He's angry. He's Harrison Ford. Like, James Mangold is looking at his going, money. <laughs> this is it, lads. I don't know. I don't, like, I think there's space to do an Indiana Jones film that's not all jumpy action. Because he can't do that and it's not going to look good. Mm. Like, do, like you need to be clever about the way you make it. But, like, Logan was fantastic. And most of that isn't, like, hard-hitting action. There's a couple of scenes. There's um, there's more just, like, dour, sad moments. So then when the action moments come at the end, yeah. it, like, hits harder. Yeah, and, like, there's... Yeah, it's a lot of talking and just... Feeling shit. Feeling emotions. But like, you know, I feel my own feelings. <laughs> one of the biggest set pieces, though, is, is Logan moving slowly through a hotel. Yes. You know, like, if you're clever about it, there's ways to do it. But Indiana Jones 5, Sean. Yeah. I mean, we've talk, we're talking James Mangold. He's a very talented man. Is he talented enough to make Indiana Jones 5 something you want to see? I don't think anyone's talented no. enough to make Indiana Jones 5 something I want to see. I wouldn't even trust. I think I would watch a James Gold movie. I'd watch a Taika Waititi or a James Good Indiana Jones Five. Something just off the wall. Or like. Edgar Wright. But I don't think it would. I think they'll have to go away from what made Indiana Jones Indiana Jones and piss off a lot of people who like Indiana Jones to but get I, to a good I movie. I think those people are already pissed off. He did meet aliens in the last one. Extra-dimensional beings, Connor. I do apologise. Don't want to be They racist. live in the space between spaces. <laughs> Did you not listen to John Hurt? <laughs> no. Harold Oxley. No, sorry. I did. <laughs> did you watch that movie recently? No. I just, it's it's like hell. National Treasure 2. It's just Your burned in my brain. memory is fascinating. <laughs> I know. It's the weirdest type of memory that anyone has. Um, I, I was, we've talked about this before. I seen that movie when I... 2006? When did that movie come out? 2006, 2007? About then. Yeah, I think I seen it in the cinema. It was the first Indiana Jones movie I seen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So oh, we used to watch them all. At we, Christmas. Like, just Yeah, and even just on, on days. Right. You know, we had a box set of them. I remember it was weird because they were all real slim DVD cases. Right. That information has no bearing on Madness. the discussion, but I just thought I'd put it out there. You really came into the moment there, though. I, was, I really just relived it. You you kinda, nobody could see it, but you looked into the distance as you said, there were really 10 DVDs. Yeah. And ah. I bought it as Indiana Jones, the complete trilogy. Oh. You oh. Know, How silly you must have felt when the I, best one was yet to come. I know. And it's, 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 it's odd in a way, yeah. because now I have those three slim DVDs. Yeah. And then a regular size DVD. Oh, you paid money for, for number four. four. Had to have the full collection. Yeah. But now the fourth one stands out like a sore thumb. In both movie form and in your DVD collection. Oh, very good. Thank you. Oh, the shelf is unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. It's really bad. Jez has fallen over all the time. Um, so Steven Spielberg is out from Indiana Jones 5. This is like James Cameron leaving Terminator though. Yeah. Like, And if he's on as a producer... I feel he forfeits all right to any creative control. But James Cameron did not forfeit any right to not all creative all. control. So are we going to say Steven Spielberg will also be like, no, I think he needs to be in another fridge. I hope he just, uh, fuck's sake. I think he should just come to set one day and then leave and just get a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> what if we had more sharks, Stephen? This is not just <laughs> leave. So, 
What if there was AI involved? <laughs> if he met aliens from not this dimension or their other dimension, Ooh. in between the dimensions. I'm 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 on board. <laughs> I'm back. If Harrison Ford read that in the script for five, <laughs> I can just imagine his face. Just imagine Harrison Ford's face while reading the script for number four. Yeah, but he'd already signed the contract. Just fuck's sake. Thinking he was going to fight Nazis or something. Oh, Jesus. I think he genuinely likes Indiana Jones as a character. I don't think he likes very much, but I think he does like Indiana Jones. Yeah, like, he, he certainly prefers it to Han Solo. Oh, he hates Star Wars. <laughs> Just, I suppose he's been talking He got about sick when he heard about Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> a clone! <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah Indiana Jones 5 will be directed by James Mangold it is rumoured which I think very good director for a franchise that I think needs to die yeah it's a sad set of affairs but that's how it be sometimes I, I think James is wasting his time I think maybe just move on to a project that is actually half decent ah yes the new mutants the new mutants we'll get to that oh, um, really? And well kind of uh, Christian Bale we did talk about Christian we, Bale we did now, I wanted to bring this up after... The minute I heard about this news story, there was only one man I wanted to talk to about it. Yeah. And that was you. Because Christian Bale was confirmed that he was going to be appearing in Tor Love and Thunder. Yes. There was rumours. Speculation. Speculation that we started by ourselves. Yep. <laughs> and you got very excited. I've seen it I've seen it on other news sites as well, Connor. Thinking Beta Ray Bill. Yep. Beta Ray Bill would be who Christian Bale would be playing. Carbonite warrior Beta Ray Bill. Who is just horse Thor. Horse Thor. All the powers of Thor but a horse. Yeah, wow. Um, but Christian Bale has now been confirmed as the villain in Thor Love and Thunder. I'm still hopeful. That he's Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. How? <laughs> Beta Ray Bill could be. Like, he could be see, perceived as a threat. Mm. And then become friends through love and thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> I never told I would like that But I'd also like to put out A further claim Oh another claim that won't be right That I know who he's going to play <laughs> Who is he going to play? Gore the God Butcher So that's different from Better Bill really it When is. you think about it It is yes. You specifically just told me I would say 65 seconds ago You were thinking Better Bill I have two hopes <laughs> Bill or Gore <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you like more? Uh, Bill. Bill, probably, Bill. yeah. Who's Gore? Gore the God Butcher is... Uh, Sounds like a nice guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, there was a, it was in Unworthy Thor, uh, but Gore the God Butcher, uh, his whole idea was that, oh, the gods don't benefit anyone. Mm. Everything they do just causes more hassle for regular people. So he went around killing gods. Yes. And then... I noticed! Yes. And then... Yep. Um, the Watcher yes. tells Thor a secret yeah, while um, he's about to die or that he was right yeah that Gore was right yes yeah yes. and Thor loses the ability to pick up Mjolnir becomes unworthy and then Jane Foster takes up the mantle of Thor holy shit that sounds amazing and it sounds like Jane Foster's in Love and Thunder yeah Just putting that out there and she came out to Comic Con with a big haber Ooh. And it's not just heavily rumoured, it's pretty much expected it's there's going to be a bit of, yeah. bit of a Lady Thor in this. Bit of a Lady Thor. <laughs> so, like, there's space there for... Like, because Thor can still wield Stormbreaker if he's unworthy. Can he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's only Mjolnir has the worthiness. You take the little factor. one. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so it's him. And 
Does Thor take it back at the end? He has bought them at the end. He has bought them at the end. So he could conceivably lose it and then just be unworthy Thor. And then you have Chris Hemsworth, but not with a broken power level. Fuck. That's really good. You know? So Gore, um, his idea is that he goes around killing all the gods because they don't help. Yes. And Thor is obviously like, well, all of the gods are dying off. I'm going to have to fight this guy to sort out. Defeat him. And then the Watcher, who is a Marvel character. I don't think they'll have the Watcher in this, though. They had the Watchers in Guardians. Well, it did for that one thing where Har- or Stan Lee was a Watcher. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, you're right in saying that the Watcher knew it, but Nick Fury's the one that tells Thor. Right. But Nick, Nick Fury is the Watcher at that point. At that, at that point, he has all the <laughs> knowledge all, of the Watcher. <laughs> I talk about it in the Thor Hero Zero. Yeah. But uh, Nick Fury, he, Thor's fighting Nick Fury, and Nick Fury says Gore was right, and then he loses the ability to carry Mjolnir. Yes. So, like, I think you can adapt that in a certain way. Like, he, he, Thor doesn't even have to be told; he just needs to believe it. Yeah, all he need, like, he's not worthy if he believes it. Yeah. If he, if he believes he's not worthy, then he's not worthy. It's not that if he's not worthy as a, as a human. Yeah, and it's it's a funny one because I think. We've kind of seen that story. Yeah, with the depression tour. Yeah, and it's been a lot of the same beats in Thor films about like, oh, am I worthy to rule all yeah, this? good accent. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think people might get a little irked if they see that again. But I think Thor doesn't want to be... I don't think he wants to be all-powerful god at the minute. No, he doesn't even want to be the leader of Asgard. of Asgard no he gave that to Valkyrie yeah and I think that was a major step in like he's like I don't have to do that like you're better for the role yeah like you look at the test and like you're more like you in charge is better than me in charge yeah which Thor from Thor 1 and 2 would not have done that no not at all yeah he would have just because he thought it was his his right his right or his destiny to yeah. rule he would have fought for it so I think you could kind of do the Thor 1 you know, in Thor 1, he, like, he loses powers and he's trying to become worthy again. Yes. You could do that again, but he's fine with not being worthy. Yeah, and he just like leaves it. Yeah, and he, then he just... like He'd still have Asgardian strength, but not God strength, you know? And you could have the thing where Gore continues killing off the gods. Yeah. For example. And then it's um, Natalie Portman. She takes up the hammer. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to fucking stop him, so. If you won't do it, I'm going to stop him. Yeah. And, so, and then they team up at the end. And then she's like, she either fights him and she starts winning or she starts losing. There's a big battle and she's like, fuck, I need a bit of help here. Yeah. And then you got Thor and Lady Thor fucking kicking the shit out of him. And the whole thing is that it doesn't matter if you're worthy. Yes. I like that. I think like I think it'd be an alright way to go. Is Marvel going to take all of the Batmen in a row and just make them villains? Oh, So far we've got Keating and we've got Bale. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting on Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> and Clooney. Kilmer. Kilmer and Clooney are the only ones left. Oh, and, and Affleck. And Affleck, of Kilmer, course. Clooney and Affleck. I don't think Affleck would do another superhero. Affleck does not want to go near another superhero movie. Not so for a while, anyway. That's, uh, so you've got Kilmer. Who could Val Kilmer play? The Watcher. Which is it? The Watcher, um, George Clooney would be... Who? Oh, he's, he's a, he's Captain America? Or? I could see him as like a like a, a spider, like a Norman Osborn, maybe. <laughs> Actually, you know, he's got the charisma, but yeah. also a bit of lunacy. I think that's the idea of just cast all the Batman 
and just Marvel just <laughs> hoovered them up <laughs> just for no reason um, okay so we're moving on to our next piece of news this is news that you sent to me and just you sent me this news story and we don't normally actually talk about movie news when we're not doing the show because obviously we would just repeat ourselves but I got a message on the old whatsapp the old whatsapp I opened my phone and there's a message that just says, ah, lads. <laughs> and a link. Right? And that's all I got. So, No Time to Die, James Bond's yep. latest feature, has been pushed back to November. Fuck. It seems we have a bit more time to die. <laughs> <laughs> so much time. <laughs> yeah. So, due to the coronavirus. Due to the coronavirus. If you haven't heard, I'm sorry if we're the ones to break it to you. Yes, it's due to that. (laughs) um, The movie was meant to be coming out, uh, I think it's either this week or was it next week? I think it was next week. Next week. And they have pushed it back eight months. Yeah, because the whole thing was that there was a premiere happening. So it was actually not even going going to come out until officially April 10th. April 10th. So then it got pushed to November 12th. Feels like a disproportionate response. Seems like a long time. Like so, they were saying uh, because the premiere was happening, mm. they didn't want to have a premiere and have everyone travel from all over the world. No, because the premiere was happening in China, I think. Yeah, because James Bond is massive in, in China in the Asian market. Like I mean, that's where they would make a bulk of their sales. Yeah, so if if there's no premiere, if people by and large aren't going to large gatherings. Mm. That's really going to hurt them. Yes. And I don't think they want to release this movie and lose a lot of money. Yeah. But then, the stat I have is they've lost $30 million by postponing it for these eight months. I mean, yeah, because think of the marketing and all that's going to have to be done again. So if you spend $30 million on marketing and the movie doesn't fucking come out, and there's marketing all over the place. Like, this is all over, like, uh, billboards, buses, everything. They're really pushing this one. And so... You spend $30 million, which that shit doesn't come cheap. Not at all. And then you go, we'll push it back eight months. In October, you have to do it all again. And yeah. you got to put it on buses, and you got to put it on billboards, and you got to put it on TV. And like, a, co- a couple of things. I think November's a good slot for a Bond film. True. It's also a tough spot, like, in terms of competition. Mm, because everybody's trying to get that pre-Christmas. Yeah, when people, people are spending anyway... And they want to just... They go to the shopping centre... Yeah. ...to go get some Christmas presents. Yeah. And sure, look, the kids are annoying me. Go in. We'll go into the cinema. Go in and watch James Bond there. (laughs) Go in there. Go out there for a few hours now. Go in there and watch James Bond. Yeah. I mean, your father are going to go and do some shopping. (laughs) Literally. Like, (laughs) I I just... I think is Eternals coming out around that time? Um, Yes. Is it Eternals this year? Is it this year or next year? I don't know. There's something coming out in November that's... Because I don't think we're getting a Star Wars this year. There is another Marvel movie coming out this year at some stage. Yeah, because we have Black Widow. Mm. And then Eternal. I think it's Eternals, man. Okay. Just stop looking at me funny. I, I know, I'm not Eternals. looking at you funny. I genuinely <laughs> think it might be. Do you mind if I do a Googs on you that? You do a Googs because we're not normally right. So. You know what? Fair play to you. <laughs> I don't want to put any false information out there. Also, this fact means nothing. We're just saying that they're going up against them. November 6th, 2020. Remember, remember. The The movie Remember, Remember. Is that a movie? (laughs) All right. Sequel to Hello, Hello. (laughs) Remember I said hello to you? (laughs) Do you fucking remember? I said it twice, man. dickhead. (laughs) So, like, it's it's going to have competition regardless. Mm. But, like, I don't know. Will there ever be a time to die? 
What is it? Yeah, what if this movie just never comes out? Because this has been delayed so many goddamn times. The first thing I said to you was Daniel Craig has wanted for years yeah. to be done with this franchise. To sign off on it. And, and just... I guarantee he thinks this is some fucking prank. Yeah. Like To keep him around. This is so mean to him. Like, he wanted to leave five years ago. Yeah. And they're just like, do two more. And he'll be in and out. You'll be in and out. We'll get you in and out. We'll finish the last two and then you can go. But the danger here as well is that they like they say, "Oh, we have some time. Let's tweak some stuff." Yeah. Oh yes, you know. So and you're a clone. <laughs> James Bond famously sells phones in these recent ones. True. There's going to be in September of every year is when new phones phone come out. Phones out of date. Phones out of date already. Whatever he's the, on. The iPhone car six. could be out of date. <laughs> <laughs> The Nokia 3310. <laughs> Flip up for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, I, Sony Ericsson. Yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah, do you remember all the Sony, like... So he's, re- he's infrared and things to Penny. Oh, oh, there's a bit of dust in the air, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... I don't know, this film is... It, by coming out later, it's made itself more irrelevant to me. It was fairly irrelevant as it was. Yeah, I wasn't mm. going to see it. No, we weren't going to watch it. We weren't going to do a James Bond review. Oh, absolutely not, Jesus. We might now. Maybe in maybe in eight months, we'll have ramped up the energy to the point where I'll be like, you know what? If we don't review that yeah. movie, we're going to be missing out. Yeah, this is the one we're covering in this- November, Sean. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I am going to be fucking whole covering the Eternals. <laughs> At least once, once the Eternals comes out, we'll ex- be able to s- know what the Eternals are. Actually, that review, I'm thinking you just do a 55-minute monologue of what the Eternals are. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been doing the previous <laughs> yeah. 50 weeks of this show. <laughs> How many times has that happened? What, what been- are the Eternals, It's like, oh, okay. Somebody needs to put that in a shirt. <laughs> and then on the back, oh, no. Oh, no. The Celestials experimented on the Dawn Ape. <laughs> Yeah, so No Time to Die will not die. This movie is going to go on. Daniel Craig just wants to leave. He wants to go do more Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out too. He loves Knives Out. He hates James Bond. I I hope it comes out. Have you seen Knives Out yet? No. Watch Knives Out. Excellent. Remember I recommended Into the Spider-Verse, and now it's your favourite Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm Knives Out. Watch it. It's my favourite Daniel Craig movie. It's your favourite Spider-Man movie. Oh, (laughs) fucking hell, boys. <laughs> um, our next piece of news is actually um, I would say it's not really news right. but it's definitely something I'm interested in I, I thought it would kick off a bit of a conversation okay Fantastic Four yes John Krasinski says that he trusts that Kevin Feige will cast him if he's a good fit for the role this has come off the back of uh, Kevin John Krasinski was doing a bit of press and someone said to him that Marvel have now actually kind of started drawing Mr. Fantastic in the comic books to slightly resemble John Krasinski in some sort of loose way. Very good. Now, it's not to say that anything's going to happen or that they're going to be doing a Fantastic Four because that's a very, very... It's a virus that... uh, A virus. It's a A franchise that's filled with a virus, (laughs) which is more the other way around. But um, I think the important thing here is that John Krasinski was asked and he's like, "If if I'm right for the role, I'll do it. Now, here's the thing. We, we've talked about this from many types. John Krasinski, Emily Blood. Yeah. You've nailed 50% of the cast. Absolutely. There's literally... You can't get any better. John Krasinski looks the exact same as the fantastic. And Emily Blood looks the exact same as the Invisible Woman. And they have amazing chemistry and together. And they're married. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would love to see it. I would love to see it happen. I think they'd be good actors mm. 
to to portray that. Like, what matters is the writing, honestly. Mm. Like, Marvel always picked good cast for it. I know these are fan favourites as well, which wouldn't hurt. Mm. Um, He's doing the press for A Quiet Place 2. Yeah. So, his exact quote is, I only just became aware of it recently. Someone just said it today that I'm being drawn like him, which I didn't know. I've seen the fan art. That guy, Boss Logic, has done some incredible stuff. I feel indebted to him because whether or not it happens, I can feel like it did because I'll throw that on my wall and say, I did that. Jack a lovely man. He's a nice, nice um, man. No, it's one of those things where I haven't really been a part of something where the Twitterverse or internet get behind it for a role, certainly of that calibre. I love the Marvel movies. I love everything Kevin Feige does. The dude's a genius. So in him I trust, and if he wants me to do something like that, I would love to do it something like that. Okay. So Jack is saying, here, Kevin, I'm here. Yeah, well, he's not saying no. Anyway, but he's also not saying no. I really, really want this because then that's just if it is someone else, that's just setting them up to be just harassed to no end. How could it be somebody else, though? I don't know, man. There's lots of good actors out there. I understand that, but I'm thinking, as I've already stated, you've already got fifty percent of the cast. Like Emily Blunt, normally, like if John Krasinski signs on and he's like, they need an invisible woman. Yeah. She'd be like, all right. <laughs> so well. We'll bring the kids to set. We'll come to the same time. Yeah. <laughs> See, if, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd really like it to happen. I just I, want to read. It's so far down the line that yeah. I'm not predicting anything yet. Who's I'd your- be more interested to see casting for I'm, Human Torch and the Thing. I'm about to ask you who's your Human Torch and the Thing casting. We've oh, talked this- John Cena as the Thing. Yeah, John Cena as the Thing. It's not a bad one maybe Jamie Bell he's pretty big he's what about Jamie Bell no please not what? Jamie Bell Billy Elliot again bring back Michael Chiklis <laughs> actually you know? he'd be pretty good to, yeah. although him and John Galinsky are so different in age I know yeah. why are you hanging out with Michael Chiklis what if what if the thing was played by Rain Wilson <laughs> <laughs> no he's the human torch <laughs> Yeah, and they're, they're always at each other. And they're so cool. And they're playing pranks. Ray Wilson is so cool. <laughs> they're all like, damn you, Johnny, you're just so smooth with the ladies. See, what I'm trying to think of is actors who haven't been cast in a Marvel property yet. It's very few. Yeah, specifically around that kind of age bracket. Yes. Like, you know, like, stars. I, I'm all forgetting newcomers as well. I think that'll be... That that would be an interesting way to go. Mm. But if we're looking at an existing pool of actors, yeah, and seeing who we can get, it could be Jordan as the Human Torch. But do it right. Do it right this time. No, he was already in. Imagine having Michael B. Jordan and making a bad movie. Oh, Jesus, how would you pull that? Oh, off? Jesus, lads, you how would you pull that? Off? You just can't you do just it. Can't do it. Um, technically, he can't be in the Marvel universe now because he was. Killmonger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, see, Marvel hoover up all of these lads. We, we, there's, there's very few left. I, hmm. Who could you get, man? I think John Cena's The Thing is solid. I think, I, yeah, because he's enough of a light-hearted character as well that having John Cena do some jokes and shit. Yeah, no. and I think he's really improved as an actor. He has, yeah, he was good in Bumblebee. See, I would have cast Batista, but yeah. he's already Drax, so you can't cast Batista. You can't cast The Rock, yeah, see, because the, the thing as well, he was like military, he was Air Force. Yeah. You know, so he would be jacked as well. So it's between him and Jamie Bell so far for that so cast. So far. <laughs> but then who to get for the Human Torch? <laughs> Bill Murray? <laughs> <laughs> 
This is why we're not casting directors. I know, yeah. Bill Murray? What about Bill? Like, the, I'm sure there's a list somewhere of Dream Human Torch casting. And if anyone has one, yeah, do send it on. Definitely. I think that'd be really interesting. Send it to us on Twitter because, I mean, I think if you get John Cena, John Krasinski and Emily Blood, that's a very strong cast. It really is. So far, you haven't even gotten to Human Torch yet. Yeah, and like they don't, they they'll all let each other shine as well. Like, there's, yeah, you're not casting a Tom Cruise. Yeah, there's no like standout standout. They're all good, like yes. And John Cena used to be like kind of looked down on, like, uh, oh, you're not a very good actor or whatever. Yeah, and but recently he's really shown like how much he has improved, and now I think he kind of has the chops that you you could throw him in there and it wouldn't be out of left field. Exactly, yeah. I don't feel he'd be out of place in it at all. No. So, okay. So, John Krasinski, he wants to play Mr. Fantastic. I think, go ahead. Yeah, fire away. Um, Okay, we're moving on. It would be fantastic. Jesus Christ. (laughs) For John Krasinski. (laughs) It will be the thing. (laughs) Good. Equally as good. (laughs) Um, Now, I say, now, I was thinking we had one more story left. Yeah. We actually have two. Oh, oh, oh. Don't get scared. Sorry. So I hate surprises. Our next piece of news is that the original X-Force movie director reveals details for Fox's cancelled trilogy. Okay. Yes. So this is X-Force that we saw in Deadpool 2? Uh, yes. Okay. De- Deadpool 2. So um, this was just in regards to Deadpool 2 and the X-Men franchise in itself because mm-hmm. of course Fox owned all that shit they did and they were really trying to capitalise on it and their bad idea was that they were going to do a whole host of X-Force films a trilogy of X-Force films ooh that's um, three that's <laughs> three um, so uh, Wadlow his name is Jeff Wadlow he's the writer of uh, director of um, he would have been the writer and director of the X-Force movies so he is talking about what they were going to do so um, Wadlow's X-Force would have consisted of public school mutants with no benefactor, benefactor looking out for them. Eventually, Cable, a different Cable than the one from Deadpool 2, right. would have presented himself as a darker mentor than what we've seen before. So it would have actually had Deadpool in it, um, and it would have focused less on like the privileged uh, Wolverine and Professor X. Mutants. Yeah, they're the mutants that were lucky enough to get found and brought in. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he said, I plotted out this three-movie arc that took the X-Force, X-Force from what it was in the 90s with Rob Leefield with a band of kids fighting for what they believe in. And then by the third film, the group would have grown and changed and lost and picked up some new members and basically turned into Rick Remender's version of X-Force in the early 2000s. That was a much darker hit squad and Black Ops team who had lost their way over the course of the three films right okay so you're watching them from kids to kids and Deadpool or else they would have picked up Deadpool along the way yeah and uh, they start off with all these ideals and every movie they get darker and darker until the third one they're like what the fuck have we become yeah oh that's that's quite a cool way of doing it and doing a trilogy as well yeah um so because the only we've seen two versions of X-Force in all of the X-Men movies we've seen the ones in Deadpool. Yes. Where they all die immediately. <laughs> Just fucking amazing. It's a great scene. It's the best scene of the whole movie. It really is. And we've seen them in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. Where That's an even better movie. An even better movie. Yes. But that is that seems like that version of X-Force has taken that in like a vacuum. That seems more like what's being pitched here. That they turn into this just... 
they're essentially committing war crimes mm. and shit like that, and they're just bad people. But, uh, but we like them. Yeah, like they're shit, but they're <laughs> there are shitheads. There are they're shit. Deadpool. They're, they're Deadpool. <laughs> they're all Deadpool. <laughs> like they're all dickheads, but you kind of like them. They'll all do terrible, terrible things. Mm. But to, and if you, if you've seen them and you remember, like, oh, that was the kid who was worried about people. <laughs> And then now, they really will kill anyone. <laughs> That's a sad change to see in someone. You see it often. <laughs> you lads I went to school with had the exact same transition. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's all very well and good saying this on paper. I don't know whether that would have been the full result. Uh, well, this was the Fox's original plan. Because the thing about Disney buying up all this shit is Fox can now just willy-nilly say what they were going to do yeah. and sound amazing. It's like, yeah, we were going to make uh, fucking Wolverine 17 and he was going to be fucking amazing. Hugh Jackman was going to come back. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> no, like, that's true. But also, I'm sure the pitch for X-Men Origins Wolverine sounded class. You know? True. And well, are you saying it wasn't class? What about the scene where he's in the, ba- he's in the bathroom oh. and he, like, puts up his claws. He's like, clang, clang. The weird CGI claws. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't say weird. I would say seamless. Clang, clang. <laughs> then he cut the sink in half. Just cut a sink in half. It's pretty cool. <laughs> not a good movie. Remember that I saw Deadpool's mouth shut? <laughs> they got Ryan Reynolds in to yeah. play Deadpool and saw his mouth shut. You know, the merc with the mouth. The merc with the sewn mouth. <laughs> the sewn up mouth. And they turn him into Baraka from Street Fighter. Yeah, no, he's he's got all of the powers. Yeah, he's got everyone's powers all the time. That's good. I think that's a really good thing. That's the best version of Deadpool. <laughs> Has there been another one? Comics, like, oh, you know. Comic, the comic version, yeah, best, sorry. Sorry, best film version film of Film adaption, yeah. yes. Yeah. Of any comic book character. Ever. Ever. Fuck. Even, so, so technically you can say Ryan Reynolds is perfectly cast as Deadpool. In X-Men Origins Wolverine. Colon in X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> that's the one, like, caveat for that sentence. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I know. Put that on. This is how we ad- advertise the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so we're going to move on to our last piece of news. I, d- I think we just skip this one. I don't skip think it. anyone cares. No need. I don't think there's any buzz around it. I think th- they're slowly releasing more Batman stuff every single week. Matt yeah. Reeves knows how to build uh, excitement. He does indeed. I'll and how to get likes on Twitter. Oh, he loves those likes and follows. Yeah, notice he never puts it out through an official publication. Now, you know what it's I think? It's always on his Twitter. He's looking for that clout. He's that social media oh, he wants clout. clout. The trailer's going to be on TikTok, lads. <laughs> Seven seconds. Well, TikTok could be any length. Can it be? I think so. Is Vine... Se- oh, we've talked about this. <laughs> Vine is seven. Vine was six. Vine was six? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I know. Seven's a much better number than six. I know, but that, that's, what, that's what breeds creativity. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Think outside the box. Absolutely. That will let one less extra second. That'll get you. <laughs> we know, as Viners. Um, so, the Batmobile. It oh, was yeah. It was revealed... By Matt Reeves during the week. And some lovely photos. The first look at the vehicle, Sean, the computer agrees. <laughs> computer is like, yes, <laughs> vehicles. <laughs> That's Morris code for class. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I like it. <coughs> by and large, I like this version of the Batmobile. Yes. It feels more like kind of animated series-y in that it's pretty much a car. It's sleek. It is sleek. It's very it's not sleek. the tank that Christian Bale had. Or that Ben Affleck had. Or the killing machine that Ben Affleck had. Just a, a gun with 
d- wheels on it. <laughs> yeah. I made a turret first and then I built a car, <laughs> around. car around that day. Whereas this feels like a muscle car that's just been adapted into, you know, that's been made bulletproof and put wings on it and a big booster on the back. And what I absolutely love is that because it's so lightweight, it resembles this Batman. Like this Batman we've talked about, Robert Pattinson, he's all going to be about speed and just, he's what it takes all the weight off. Because yeah. he's young, he's fast, and he wants to, like, dance around the criminals. Yeah, we, like we've seen some stuff about the costume that, like, it's in bits. Like, the shoulders are separate from the chest plate, so he has full freedom of movement. And so it, it reflects, even in his car, that his car is stripped down to the yeah. bare essentials. He just wants to get A to B as slick as possible. He doesn't need a tank. Because no. he's only starting. So even then, like, if you raise the idea that maybe later on he would build himself a, a vehicle that has way more weapons because he's in situations where, like, fuck, I really wish my car had some weapons right yeah. now. What he's coming up against at the minute is not tank-worthy. He just so. needs to get to the crime. Yeah, it's a way to get around but still inspire fear. And not run. <laughs> not, not run there. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, and, and now I'm sure this car is fucking, like, bulletproof and all the rest of yeah. it. And I, I hope it has some gadgets. It kind of looks like a James Bond. I was going to say, it looks like it's... You know, if that was an Aston Martin, it wouldn't look out of place in a James Bond movie, really. No, it, I think it actually... Like, sometimes you see... I'm not a big car guy, but I looked at it and was like, oh, that, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, that's cool for a back car or a Batmobile. What it looks like is... There, there's like a whole group of people that just turn cars, like regular cars, into Batmobiles. Yeah, they strip it all back. They strip it, it back and just make it around the chassis then. Yeah. Uh, and if it feels very real and doable, and that's what that reminds me of. Now, now, there were some people that were giving out that this is not the Batmobile. This is just like a car that's been stripped back. That's like, what the Batmobile is. Now, to be fair, it, I see the problem is we've seen the tanks and we've seen the big massive cars yeah. and stuff like that. But in the comic books, this car actually reminds me of um, you know Jason Todd, yes. one of our famous Robins. Yes. Uh, his first encounter with Batman was he was taking the tyres or the, the wheels off the Batmobile. Yeah. And if you go back to that paddle, it's just a fucking car. It's a regular black he's, car. He's just taking—he's uh, just taking the wheel off the Batmobile, but it's like the regular. Ba- it just looks like a car, like this does. Yeah, that has like, and even the lights at the back actually kind of come up like that. Um, it has like the little flap pointed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they're kind of pointier, and it looks very similar to that. So I, I looked at it as like, it's going to take inspiration from uh, probably numerous sources in the comic books, but this is definitely not out of left field. In this not design. at all. I like. I think it's and it fits with this Batman, which is the most important thing. It doesn't matter if it's completely out there from the comics. Once it works with the Batman, yeah, and it, like, and it works with what we've seen of the bike as well. Yeah, it would look ridiculous if he was like all about lightweight and he has that nice uh, the motorbike that's all about speed. Yeah, and he's got this big fucking bulky tank. Yeah, like it. It would make no sense. Um, on, on the subject of Batman photos, did you see the behind the scenes? Like the set photos of the stuntman on the bike. Yes. Gave a full look at the suit. Yes. We it, never got to talk about that. We didn't because I think, was it the week in between? Oh yes, because I was away last week. Yeah. Um, I would say that was probably more of a stunt suit though. There probably there's probably a bit more padding on that in regards to the stunt suit. I get you, and but, it's a bit more refined with the actual suit would be. Yeah, probably, probably the actual suit is they'll strip that away a bit more. But I think it looks quite good. It, yeah, yeah. It's all in black. It's all in black. Uh, and the gauntlets, the, he has big thick gauntlets on yeah. his arms. I don't know if that's a stunt suit thing. Although Batman coming from the League of Assassins would have big gauntlets on his arms. 
because they normally have gauntlets. I get you. Yeah, That's yeah. where he kind of gets it from. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the suit itself, I don't really kind of read too much into those stunt foes. Yeah. In terms of, I just, like, I like how it looks beside the car here. There's a photo of him standing beside it and you see the cape and everything. It looks kind of greyer. Yeah. There. I, I think I prefer a greyer suit. Yeah, because it, it's anything super black, just you lose detail. I think if it's super black, it reminds me too much of The Dark Knight or yeah. Batman Begins. And I think, not that you should distance yourself from that suit, because obviously those are amazing Batman movies. But are amazing movies. Maybe not Batman movies. Oh, he's not a detective. Where's that bullet got in the wall? <laughs> no. Um, but I think that suit is very black. But that just is Christopher Nolan. Like that, that's yeah, that's how that world is. And like every Batman has a unique suit, so you can't just go. We'll go all black because that's all black. Whereas you, if you go slightly grey and then and the shoulder pads are detached, I think that's fucking that's way cooler. Yeah, I like. Uh, there, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I want to see it in motion. Um, but at the same time, I want to see nothing more of this movie other than a trailer. Stop showing me behind the scenes. Yeah, like... Well, well, oh, man. If they show him without the cowl in the bat suit, mm. that's going to be weird if they release that first, I feel. I think leave that. Yeah, like, leave it for the... Th- you don't have to show us everything, Matt. I know social cloud is big for you, right? <laughs> I know but, you want you want those likes. But once you do the suit and the Batmobile, what's left? Yeah, and the bike is out there the, as well. The, the, the Batwing? Yeah, it, the cave. The cave, maybe. If there's a bat cave on the go, yeah. that's going to be an odd one to see. Um, it looks likely uh, I had the DeLorean. Looks kind of yeah, like the DeLorean. Right, yeah, yeah. It has like the the open back kind of a deal. Yeah. I, look. I, that's, it's a good thing to look like and it's weirdly low key in a kind of weird it's definitely more low key than a fucking tank um, yeah, yeah you, do you mind if I come around and just yeah, look on. at the picture there because it's yeah like it looks like a, a sports car mm. that he's modified but also I I think it's like teched up to the nines like. do you think it has toys do you think it has I lots of so, gear I think so I think not guns surely but I'd like to see like no guns, <laughs> no guns, <laughs> guns, guns. I hope there's like an oil slick button. Oh yeah, a, a big net, a big net. There's a button that releases marbles. Oh, classic! <laughs> a grappling hook on the side so oh, he can corner. Has it? <laughs> if you've got a grapple hook around a wi- like a turn, your car isn't good enough, man. Not at all. No. And and it makes sense in the world. Like the animated series car. It looks like a regular car, but it's real long. Yes, it's too long. It's too long to drive. realistically drive around yes. corners. It's too long to even, like, what's the point? Just yeah, why is it all there? Yeah. Whereas that feels more like an under... like It's weird saying it. An understated Batmobile. Which is, like, complete... It's a dichotomy of a statement. Yeah. To say it, it's an under... Because normally the Batmobile is... Brash. Loud and ostentatious. Yeah, it's like, wow, look at this fucking car. I like the Clooney Batmobile. Do you? With the fucking reactor core in the hood of it. <laughs> That's very Adam West. It really is. Yeah. The, the Adam West Batmobile is also, like, it has the weird two dome, one for the passenger, one yeah. for the driver. That's very Adam West. See, you couldn't do that again, though. That's no, you couldn't. I'd like to see it done, though. This Batman has no friends as well, so he's no need for two dogs. That's true. No, one-seater Batmobile. <laughs> he's like arresting Riddler. Now, I'm going to have to sit on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Tie, have... Ties into a roof rack. <laughs> he has, his bike that he has strapped to the back as well. Yeah. Now, Riddler just, right, just wrapping him up. 
Jeez. <laughs> and there's a mattress on the roof. Oh yeah, of course. She's moving house. Oh, sure, it's tough. Like, let's bring it down to the cave. Um, so the Batman is going to be released June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Sean, it's a while out for as much like material. It's way as we too have. much. Like, should have waited until like October and then showed all this shit. Yeah, that might be the way to go. I, I guess it's a hype thing. Yeah, okay, but you have to maintain it. I don't think he can maintain it. If you a year and a half out is a long time to start fucking pumping something in. It is, but also like I also get that there are set photos leaking every day. Mm. I get he wants to be the one to reveal this is what the Batmobile looks like. Yeah, this is what Batman. Looks then he gets like. all the clout and all the power. What more do you want? No, still got a gun in his chest. <laughs> still got two guns in his hands <laughs> and a third in his foot. Foot gun. And he turns around, that's right. Another gun. In his ass. In his, in his ass. He's holding it in his cheeks. Perfect trigger control. Affleck's like, fuck, that's not too many guns. Oh. Another few. <laughs> More guns. Um, I think that's it for this week's Movie Wonders. What a week of news. What a week of news. A lot's happened since um, we first started talking. A lot has happened. Um, Hopefully there's no, like... No, no news came out as we were recording this. Oh man, that would be classicals. It really would. They've it? dropped a trailer for the Batman. Oh no! <laughs> I've now jinxed it that they're definitely going to release a trailer. I don't really. Yeah, or, or there'll be a, a photo of a penguin or some shit. Yeah, something stupid. Yeah, dickheads, pricks. <laughs> Shall I take us out? Sure, go on. Do you have any more vendettas, or you fine? Just let me check the address book. <laughs> All of a sudden. I'll be honest, Connor. I've made some enemies. Frank, from when I was 12, <laughs> stole my Lego. Listen, Frank, we're going to settle this right now. You're a dickhead. I'm a legend. <laughs> Frank's all, damn. <laughs> no, but thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday. We're in as Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero. And next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you to all our patrons who support us over on Patreon. They include Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Holly, and Ryan Evanson. Evanson, excuse me, Ryan. I'm so sorry. I know. Look, I failed you all. Uh, He's added you to his list of enemies. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. I'm number one and two on mine. <laughs> So, and to <laughs> yeah just to be sure um, <laughs> if you want to support us on Patreon it's patreon.com slash here's for podcast or there's a link in the description but if you can't do that or you just don't want to the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist just the one just the one lads mm. um, we're on all the social medias Facebook here's for our podcast Instagram here's for our podcast Twitter at here's for higher pod the four is the number four or you can email us here's for our underscore at outlook.com uh, yeah message us if you have like you know human torch casting mm. or thoughts on the bat stuff or send us any trailers you want us to review give us ideas yeah because I'll be honest lads we're drained we've nothing left <laughs> we've been doing our best uh, also we will be putting up this month for our patrons our Lazarus Pit episode oh yes have we announced what that's on yet uh, I think we have okay it's Spider-Man 2 Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 it will be coming out next week it normally comes out middle of the month yeah round about then so look forward to that if you remember on Patreon that's for $5 and above yes so it's our Patreon exclusive Lazarus Pit. Or what do we call it, Connor? Uh, the Patreon exclusive Lazarus Pit. Pelp. No, correct. <laughs> we call it the Pelp. And we, we both call it that. And we both love the name. Goodbye. <laughs> I forgot it all. I See you next guys. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.